Okay. All right. Welcome once again to Grow This Personal Podcast, your number one podcast for personal development. Um, today, you're going to be having a very interesting guest, um, a guest who I have been following for quite a while on, on LinkedIn, and she's doing amazing things, um, amazing things in in the in the career development space. And it's my you know pleasure and privilege to be able to welcome um, our guest today. And our guest is none other than Lisa Appiah. Lisa Appiah. Um, I know you probably must have, if you're very, um, if you're more on LinkedIn, um, you would have come across um, Lisa Appiah. Um, she is a phenomenal woman. I'm going to do a little bit of uh, introduction, but I'll also give her the opportunity to also introduce herself. All right. So I'm just going to do a little bit of introduction here. And then I'll give her the opportunity to introduce herself as well. So just give you a few seconds here. All right. All right. So a little bit of introduction. And I try to make this as short as possible, but her resume is quite huge um, because, you know, I, I kind of went through her LinkedIn profile and man, the, 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 the awards, the, the, the guest um, episode, I mean, on LinkedIn, she was really ranking, I'm sorry, on Google. Um, she has a, a lot of, she has a wide reach. So I'm quite, uh, you know, this is going to be a short profile of Lisa and you can go, I'm going to give her the opportunity to share how you also connect with her um, um, after now. Lisa is a certified career and resume strategist and the founder of We Apply Canada. She specializes in helping emerging leaders boost their confidence and visibility to attract opportunities that double their salary and put them on the executive track. She does this through one-on-one -on -one career coaching and workshop facilitation for organizations. With 10 years of experience in the public service, Lisa now helps others with their next career move. Lisa has helped hundreds of people land interviews and secure employment with multiple Fortune 500 companies and various levels of government. Lisa has a master's in public administration from Carleton University and a bachelor's in public administration and sociology from the University of Ottawa. Guys, that's that's the that's a little <laughs> that's a little introduction of Lisa Appiah. But I'm going to give her the opportunity to tell a bit about her story because one of the things I am fascinated uh, fascinated about about her story is the fact that you know she um, and that's one of the things we're going to be talking about in this topic how she moved. I think one of the interesting things is the five in five in eight years she was able to get five promotions, um, and that's quite you know quite rare to see, right? So. I'm going to give Lisa an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. What is it that we don't see on social media that we should be able to relate with uh, about you? And uh, yeah, if you want to share that with us. Awesome. Thank you so much. What an introduction. I'm honored. Thank you for the invitation. I've been seeing your posts on LinkedIn also for a little while now. So it's awesome to be on your podcast and to have this conversation with you. Uh, something that you would not know <laughs> that I don't share on social media. I, I think most people who follow me will know that I'm an introvert. <laughs> I think that means <laughs> kind of part of right. how I present myself. I'm a mom. I have a three-year-old boy, and um, that keeps me very busy as well. Right. And... Um, trying to think what could i say that i have not shared i speak <laughs> french i am fully bilingual i speak english and french i grew up in montreal so right. and uh my parents are originally from ghana uh, although i was born here so i do speak tree it's it's you know <laughs> a canadian tree <laughs> i still so, speak <laughs> so tree Okay, yeah. tree. Okay, yeah. That, that is that is a is a language in in Canada, right? In, uh, in Ghana, exactly. In Ghana, yes, oh. Ghana, West Africa. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Do you want, uh, do because I have an audience. I have audiences in Ghana. So, do you want to say a little bit of Ghana, the the tree? <laughs> 
which is Ghanaian people, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, for, say that again, for what want to say? Ghana for, which is Ghanaian people. Okay. Mohon to say. How are you doing? Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, that is really, you know, I've, I, <laughs> I rarely speak Chi. I speak Chi only to my parents. So this is right. a, an exclusive. Exclusive, good, it's good. So, exclusive <laughs> live on Grow This Personal Podcast. We're getting Lisa to speak Ghana, <laughs> Ghanaian language. Three nice, great. Um, okay, so tell us about. Uh, I'm quite interested in your your journey, your career journey. Um, how you started We Apply, We Apply Canada. Um, so tell us about We Apply Canada. What, what is what is what do you do at We Apply Canada? And why did you start We Apply Canada? Yeah. It's a unique name, like We Apply. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can always relate to that name. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so I wanted to start the company many years ago when I finished my undergrad at the time. And uh, I already had the name. And it, at the time, I was thinking it was going to be a resume distribution service. Right. And that's why I went with that name that speaks to you know applying in terms of like applying for roles but also applying like applying yourself to almost succeed and to win and like my logo also uh reflects that where it's like it, it looks like the logo looks like different things it can look like a w with an a it can mm -hmm. also look like a bird that's flying it also Fine. looks like a person that's has their hands up so that's kind of where i was going with that and that was like that was almost 10 years ago. Um, but I, I I didn't go after that. And I decided to pursue a master's degree. And after I finished my master's, I got a job with the government. So, you know, life happened. And, you know, the entrepreneurial dream was still there, but I didn't fully do anything about it until I had my son in 2018. And, uh, you know, just it just changed my perspective on life. It just changed my perspective on how um, fragile life can be um, in the, the process of having him. And I just decided, you know, I have to do it. I've been talking about this. I've been dreaming about this. I've wanted to do it for so long and just decided I had to do it. So um, after I had him, I started getting certified and just learning more about the industry. Because even if I had the idea of it, I didn't even know that career coaching was an actual like industry per se until right. I got really deep into it and started learning about career development. And that's what gave me a lot more insight. And it's yeah. something I've been doing. I've been doing it for, you know, volunteering at different organizations to help newcomers. I would help people secure roles at my church or in different places. It was just something that came very naturally to me. And I didn't realize like, oh, this is a whole industry, right? right. So uh, 2020, I, I launched uh, in June 2020. And it's been an amazing journey, learning a lot of things. But um, why I really started the, the, the company is because of that dream and passion that I had to really help people who are like me, who look like me, to get roles that align with their skills and qualifications. I would come across so many people, um, often people of color, people who are... Um, tend to be introverts like me who who share similar qualities to me and they struggle sometimes at work even though they are brilliant and that's why you know in some of my messaging I often say talented introverts like these are people who are just so intelligent but mm. they are unable to articulate the skills that they have and sometimes they get overlooked because of that and so that is really where my passion came from um just wanting to ensure that people are getting what they're worth and more and that they're getting the opportunities to be able to be trained in these areas. So I work with individuals, but I also work with organizations to provide coaching to their employees and helping them to be able to advance their career path. So that's with uh, employment resource groups and helping them 
realize the potential that they have just within that group and, and helping them to excel within the organization. So that's the kind of work that I do. And it's one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching. I do group coaching as well as facilitating workshops, um, speaking engagements as well. Mm -hmm. And it's all around are all around career development and supporting people to to get what um, they're worth and even more. Awesome. That's uh that's that's pretty much amazing. Yeah. Um I think one thing I want to I took out of your what you were saying now is and it's a question I'm going to I'm going to throw back at you is how did you cuz you said at one point you were you were, you got a full-time employment but mm -hmm. then you then transitioned to um, running your own coaching business or your coaching company. So how did you make, or what gave you that um, nudge that it is it is time? Or at what time do you know it was time um, for you to make that switch? And how did you make that transition? Yeah, for me, really, I, I always had a goal in my career that I started my career, I, I often say in some of my posts that I was underemployed in the sense that I had a master's degree. I already had several years of experience before I joined uh, the public service, but I kind of took a role as a student because that's kind of where I was. And I mm -hmm. took a student job and I took the internship and then I got right into the system but really in terms of my process i always said for me like my goal would be to become a manager that's at the time not that i was limiting myself and i didn't see myself somewhere else but that was the goal like i felt like where i was at that time i could do that and that's why right. i progressed so quickly in getting those five promotions in eight years and if you take out i took out 15 months for mat leave so it's actually less than eight years in terms mm -hmm. of almost getting a promotion every single year to get to that management level so once i got there then i was like okay that's it <laughs> what else what else are we really doing you know right. um mm -hmm. so to me on the career side that was kind of the nudge where i was like okay this is the time i want to do something different and i want to um i want to do myself and for for my family like i really you know i have a whole human being to take care to of care i don't of, want yeah. to <laughs> i don't yeah. i didn't want to settle for less in any area of my life and that included my my career my business and and so i just said you know i know that i can do it it's just a matter of me putting myself out there and stepping out and doing things that made me uncomfortable, but I knew deep down that I could do it. So, so that's mm. what it really was. Hmm. Great. Great. Okay. Uh, let's take the, the question, um, the, the talk, this conversation a little bit deeper. So you, I've seen some of your posts and you, you talk a little, uh, a lot about noticed being, noticed and then getting promoted mm -hmm. um do you want to walk us through the process of how how do you get noticed because you know one of the you know, listeners now you know some of my listeners are young professionals mm -hmm. um some of them are immigrants um and some are not but there are people who uh are probably putting in the work at uh you know doing their best at work but they're not getting noticed um so how do you get noticed and then once you get noticed then what are the things you need to begin to do for you to get that promotion at work? Yeah, that's a really good question. And what I would say, it depends. It depends a lot on your industry. Every industry has a different way or a different process for you to go up um, the corporate ladder. So industry matters and then the employer also matters. There's a huge difference if you're working for a smaller startup or if you're working for a huge corporation. So the first thing I always tell people is have a good understanding of what is the promotion policy in my organization. Because the way that someone will move up in their organization is not the same way to happen in yours. So right. for example, I said, yeah, I've been promoted five times in eight years, but that's how the system is structured. And that's why there are so many steps for you to get to certain level. But in another organization, maybe it's just one step to get from where I was to 
get into leadership. So it all depends on your organization structure. And it's really important as a professional that you know that ahead of time. It's not at the time where you're feeling like, oh, I, I should move, like I should be moving up, that you're now figuring out, okay, how do I actually get promoted? Do I have to ask someone? Do I have to um, fill an application? Do I have to go through a competition? Every system is different. So that's the first thing you want to know. And then mm -hmm. other than that, in terms of getting noticed, no matter what organization or what industry you're in, some of the principles are, are very much similar in similar. terms of you being able to, you know, I mentioned being able to articulate what you, you've accomplished. That's one of the most important things because, you know, at the end of the day, your boss or your manager, they're very busy. They are doing their work, but they're also thinking of their own career, right? So right. it's not always that they'll have the time to understand that maybe they're leading a team of 20 people to know that you specifically are the one that did this thing that caused uh, a change in the organization or that changed the right. result or that saved us money. You are the one who's responsible for letting them know that, that you are the person who achieved this. You are the person mm -hmm. that did that. So it's really important to, to know what you are bringing to the table and to be able to articulate it as well. And so that is one of the first steps in being able to get noticed is being able to recognize your achievements and then also articulate them. You know, I meet so many professionals that just tell me, I just do my job, you know, because I'm asking them like, what exactly do you do? How do you do it? What are the results? They're like, I just do my job and I get it done. And I, I, I don't really know I can't explain what exactly I do. Like, what mm. do you mean you can't explain it? You need to right. be able to explain it. Because mm. if you're going to convince someone that you're deserving of a promotion, you need to be able to convince yourself first so you can convince another person, right? Right. So right. Uh, that that articulation point is, is one of the key points to being able to position yourself for a promotion. And then also um, just being visible in the sense that you're you're showing up consistently in terms of whether there are opportunities to be in a meeting and you're you're sharing your opinion you're sharing your thoughts people have a good sense of what you do and what your specific expertise is uh it's it's really good to 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 be known for something at work like if they're actually trying to identify a reason why they should promote you they should be able to say like you you know i know that you're really good at this and that's the reason why you de you're deserving of to move to the next level and i can give myself as an example um i remember like in the early days of my career there was a, a project that it was like a corporate reporting project that we were working on and the the more senior people in terms of you know their their years of experience and the levels they were at they were all complaining about this thing and i didn't know i didn't know anything about it i've you know mm -hmm. obviously i heard of it <laughs> in school you know you learn the theory but this is like real in practice so i was like okay right. i'm gonna go study and see what what i can find out about this so i I learned everything that I needed to know about corporate reporting, how mm. to develop the performance indicators, performance measurement, KPI, like I, I learned it inside out. And uh, and then I started positioning myself. Like when something came up, I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. Or if there was a meeting coming up and they were looking for someone for that expertise, I put myself out there. And over time, people started to see me as the corporate reporting expert. But that right. was me positioning myself in that role. And so that's 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 something that you can do position yourself somewhere so that people can recognize your expertise and value it enough so that you can move up in your career so in doing that um, i attended one meeting with an executive and he was telling me oh we're building a new team we're looking for someone with corporate reporting expertise when the job opens up make sure you apply and obviously I did because <laughs> I was like, I knew it was coming and, and I got the promotion as a result of that. And so um, 
you know, stuff like that does happen. So, you know, there's the element of you being able to, to show your expertise, but positioning is also key. And then the mm -hmm. last point I'll add is, is your network. You know, right. me going to that meeting and meeting that executive and telling me that something is coming up, that, that, that those connections that you make is what makes a difference. And people can give you a heads up when opportunities right. are coming. Right, right. Awesome. I just that's a that's a whole lot of tip there. I just want to do some some recap, and I'm, I I think I'm going to ask a question based on what you said. So one of the things you mentioned, you know, in being able to go from being noticed and um and promoted is you know you have to take responsibility. And one of the things in this podcast is growth is personal, which means it is it's a personal journey. If you want to grow, you have to you have to you have to take personal responsibility. And that's one of the things you echoed here. And you also said you know. Um, be willing to take risk right because mm -hmm. a lot of times people people are afraid of what they do they do not know and the thing is to be able to grow you must be willing to go um you must be willing to let go of the fact that you do not know and there's what they call the um the education of the road where yeah. you're learning as you go and that's what we see in today's you know world of work that if you're not willing to you know step up and figure it out on the uh, you know as you go then you're not going to grow. You're not going to learn, right? And uh, but I wanted to take you on a, a question around that being being able to track. You said something around tracking your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. um, how how do you do that in in practical terms? You know how how can professionals? Um, because you see people like you said, you, I'm just doing my job and I go home. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond the job description, you know, people can't really articulate. What are the process that gets you from point A to point B? What are the um, what are the steps you took, you know, to get to point A? To B? Because that's where you begin to discover your competencies, you know, and you begin to discover the skills that you have, right? So, how can you know professionals, young professionals or career professionals, um, track, you know, or document this um, this this accomplishment? In what way can they do that? Yeah, so one of the main ways that I recommend is keeping some form of a, a career journal or an accomplishment folder. Sometimes people call it a brag file, but it's basically whether it's in an Excel document or you want to actually buy, you know, there's actual softwares that you can buy to help right. you track stuff or, you know, just want to, I'm very good with pen and paper. So right. I, I, I just write things down, but just on a periodic basis, whether you decide you're going to be doing it on a monthly basis or bi-weekly basis, uh, just write down the things that you've been doing at work and quantify them. So mm. like, look at it in terms of not only mm. what was the result, but I, I like to get people to think about it even deeper and think of what was the impact. Like right. if you're thinking about, okay, I was able to sell this much. If you're start thinking about it in terms of an organization and what the mandate of the organization is, what the goal and the direction the organization is taking right now. And you're like, okay, you sold these five things. What impact did it make in terms of the actual organization and its goals? How did it contribute to that? Maybe that organization had a mission that this year we want to be able to sell a hundred of those things and you mm -hmm. did five of that hundred. That's a right. huge and significant difference, right? So yeah. um, making making your, tracking your impact and making your impact known is, is very important. So just writing them down. Another thing that I do very regularly is I, I have just a folder in my email. If someone sends me like, oh, you did a great job. Thank you so much for contributing to da da da. I save the folder in uh, the email in that folder. Mm -hmm. And over time, just uh, accumulating those almost like receipts of, of things that people have said of your contribution and how you've impacted the organization is another thing that I do because that's not just you writing down and saying, I did that. That's now another person vouching that you've really done that. And those are things that you can also refer back to. Let's say if you're having a performance review and you just let your, your, whoever is doing the review know that, you know, I, I was able to do this project and actually, you know, this person sent me an email and they recognize the work that I did. And so that's the kind of impact that I'm having. So 
being able to reference now that it's not just me saying that I'm awesome, but other people are also saying that I'm awesome. awesome. So that yeah. also is, is good. And, you know, we, we talked a lot about LinkedIn at the beginning, but building your personal brand on LinkedIn and using all the features to their benefits, for example, getting those recommendations on LinkedIn, uh, being able to, to, to gain that visibility where you're now almost as part of your brand, sharing the things that you've been accomplishing and, and making it known to people is, is also something that can help you. So different ways, uh, different strategies, but those are some that can help in terms of being able to start to track your accomplishments and, and, and document them. Great, great. Great. That 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 leads me to my next question because um, you you said something around the the fact that you know um, how to get noticed and then also getting promoted. But I want to also bring the you know to 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 bear the question around why is it important in today's you know world of work, um, even in business as an entrepreneur, why is it important that you you get noticed? I think that question probably answers itself, but I, I want to ask you from your perspective, why is it important that we get noticed? Why is it important that we, now I'm not going to talk about promoted now, but why is it important yeah. that we get noticed at work and as, a, as entrepreneurs as well? I think firstly, it depends what your goal is. You know, there are some people that their goal is actually not to get noticed. They don't want anybody to, to give them that promotion. They're very comfortable where they are. Yeah, and yeah. I met people mm. like that, that, that this is it. Like I, I'm just doing my job. I'm okay where I'm at. But if you have a goal that either you're, you want to start a, a company or you want to get to a certain level in your career or you you just want to be able to attain um, something more than where you are currently uh, at the end of the day people hire people right so right. being able to position yourself and get noticed by those right people who are the decision makers is often key to you being able to move to that next level and so that's why it's important to get noticed because at the end of the day the decision makers need to know what your contribution is and what difference you're making so that they can know that they're they're going to make this investment in you or they're going to um, bring you on on a certain project or not so in terms of building your visibility and getting that exposure that will be key to you getting noticed and that's why it's important right great i i I thought about a question, uh, and I was, I was, I was, I was keeping it for now because I, I think you made a post recently, or was it um, some weeks back? And you said that you know when you started your business, um, you had an ad, you got an advice from someone or a mentor or someone who was more successful, saying that you know um, do not put your face out there, you know, oh. and <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of curious about how how that how that influenced you know your business so far because i think it's important you know you, you said how you had to break out break out from that that whole bubble of hiding and just um, letting your business uh, speak for itself um, rather than putting your face in the business because i think a lot of times people dabble between do i put my face um out there or do i just use my brand name um do i just use my business name and not put my face because they probably are people who are not comfortable being on on um, online or with their face, you know, on on camera or, or videos. But how did you overcome that? Um, or, or not overcome, but how did you get over that whole advice and push yourself out there? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that was advice I got from uh, someone I can consider a mentor at the time, and they were basically saying. And this person is actually very successful. I'll just you know put it out there that they've built uh, a, an incredible business um, by by through the strategy that they were sharing to me. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, they were saying you know sometimes people have hesitancy when it comes to working with people of color. So when you're starting off, not to put your face out there too much, but over time as 
the business becomes more solid, then you can let people know more and more who you are. Right. And I think for, you know, depending on the type of business you have and, and thinking back maybe a few years ago or, uh, you know, a few decades ago, maybe that is the way that they had to do it to be able to, to thrive, uh, mm -hmm. not completely putting themselves out there uh, and letting people know like, hey, this is who I am. But I think right now in the space that we're in, for and for me, as I looked at it, I was, at the end of the day, I am providing a service that is based on me. I'm not mm -hmm. selling a product. I'm not selling a widget. I'm basically positioning my knowledge, my expertise. Experience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you kind of need to know me to know that <laughs> I'm the right person that you can trust and right. you can have that credibility to work with me. So first, that was the thing that I, I, I realized. But then also I was part of a group at the time. Uh, I'm still a, a part of the, the group and it's the Society of Elite Resume Writers. And uh, the person who leads it is uh, Melanie Denis, and she's a very uh, well-established uh, resume writer. And uh, just looking at her and a lot of the people who are in that group, and they all mostly happen to be people of color and they were doing it, you know, they were on LinkedIn, they were on different places. And right. it just made me think like, okay, if they're doing it and they're bringing in money and nobody's like <laughs> has any <laughs> objections to it, then right. I can do it too. Right. Um, so that's when I decided that it was okay. I was going to add my picture to my website. I'm going to add my pictures when I, I share my post and for me, it made the world of a difference because people actually started to know me instead of just a logo, and uh, and 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 yeah, that's how that's how I I was able to make that decision and, and decided to build my brand based on me. Right. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I just want to ask this question. I think you've touched on some of them, um, but I want to you know if you were to give a, a five-step process. Um, on how, you know, someone who is probably new to maybe, let's say, immigrant, and, and why I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of tilted to as immigrant because I myself, I'm also an immigrant, came in from Nigeria six years ago, and I've been able to walk, you know, through my career, um, grow uh, in the space of the few years that I have been, uh, been in Canada. But for, to that person listening now, who you know probably has um, done stuff back in their home country. They have years of experience, but they're now in this new country. But, you know, they're told or the, the, the system is kind of, let's say they're told, you know, by peers or, you know, colleagues that, you know, you have to settle for this. Um, but it's, you know, promotion might be, you know, years down the road. I mean, I've, I was in a position at some point down a few years ago where, I was asked that where do you see yourself in three years? You know the typical questions in the interview, mm -hmm. and I said, <laughs> and I said, well, if I'm still going to be with that company, and I said it in the interview, it was quite shocking to the guy. I was like, if I'm going to be in this company in the next two years, I should be in management. I should be a manager. I was like, hey, hold up, hold up, that's not how it works here. You know, the guy had to draw the organizational chart for me as a hey, mm -hmm. if you want to climb. I mean, I've been here, I've put in my five years. I, I haven't even stepped into, it took me five years, I think about so five years or seven years to get to management. So this is how it's going to take you. Yeah. And I said, well, if it's not going to happen, then I probably shouldn't be in this place. You know, I was surprised that they, they later called me, you know, hired me, but it took me, <laughs> <laughs> it took me two years, um, even less than two years to get into uh, assistant manager. And then, uh, I had to leave the organization because I had something better. But if I was still there, I probably would go for management, you know, if you were. So, mm -hmm. so how, what do you tell that person who, you know, what are the things that they, they should begin to do now to begin to um, position themselves for the jobs your desires, their desire and uh, to get the promotion if they're already working in within the organization? Yeah, I think something that's key to the example that you just gave is just believing in yourself. And a lot of times people tell you stuff like that. Like I've had experiences like that where people will tell me, no, me, it took me five years. It took me 10 years to get here. So, you know, take your time or, mm. but people don't 
know your background. They don't know what you bring to the table often. And it's sometimes they undermine it because it's from a different country, which makes absolutely no sense um, because there's so many initiatives now where, you know, organizations are trying to bring in foreign talent and it's the focus of global talent, but yet we have some of that talent right in this country that right. is not, you know, is yeah. not uh, being used, utilized its full potential. So it's it's a very interesting um, concept. But all that to say, um, as an individual, what I would say is um, you have to believe in yourself as much as people will tell you things like like that or try to tell you, oh, for me, you know, they, they told me Canadian experience, so I wasn't able to get the job right away, so you should expect it's going to take this long. Let your journey be your own journey. Let, you know, you look at the system and obviously there are limitations in, in the system, but don't let what is the norm for another person dictate how your career path is going to go, because at the right. end of the day, you're in control of your career. And it there are going to be difficulties, but if you know that you have the confidence in what you bring, you mm-hmm. can do it. And I've seen many, many people come from all over the world who yeah. decided that, no, I'm not going to settle for whatever job. I'm going to go for the job that's within my industry, or I'm coming to Canada. It's an opportunity for me to make a career change to another industry. And they they use those transferable skills that they have from their country and their other background to be able to position themselves for something even greater. Lots mm-hmm. of people have done it. And so to me, just by looking at the, you know, some of my clients that are even coming to mind as we're talking, it's it's really about a mindset. It's it's the mindset that makes a difference and, right. and positioning yourself for what you really want. Great, great. I'm just gonna ask you a little question. This is about LinkedIn. Let's go to LinkedIn. Okay, you're, sure. You're quite, you're, you're, <laughs> you have quite a following um, on LinkedIn, and I, I know one of the one of the um, the success that you you attest to what you do is the fact that you've been able to grow um, a community of people who believe in you, who believe in what you do. Um, so, if you if you were to give an advice on, you know, I'm not going to say one thing, maybe two things that you did differently that helped you grow that community um, on LinkedIn or made you stand out um, from from others um, to get to where you are. And I think you have over 30,000 followers, if I'm not mistaken. What would would you say if you're going to give a LinkedIn 101? (laughs) What would that be? (laughs) So first thing I would say, if if you're really looking to grow is I I invested in a coach. I believe in in coaching. Mm -hmm. I believe in... Uh, you know, working with people who are ahead of you to to be able to get that insight to help you go faster and and quicker to achieve your goals. So I did invest in a coach. So I will recommend that anytime um, if you can invest in a coach to and obviously do your research to make sure that you you are working with someone right <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you guess know, you see some people tell you they'll help you on linkedin you, you never see them on linkedin themselves but they now right help you. <laughs> right so yeah do your research and know who you're going to work with so that's mm-hmm. one thing um the second thing i would say is uh use your voice you know for me i wasn't a person who was on social media before that much like i had an instagram account and i think after my wedding pictures i never posted anything else so it was kind of all new to me just understanding how to to show up and i did have a bit of difficulty just being myself because i was like you know i'm i'm not like a very entertaining person like <laughs> I'm not (laughs) the person who's like outgoing, who makes jokes or whatever. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like it it did take me time to be like, okay, how do we do this while staying true to myself? Because I don't want to pretend to be somebody else just to be able to, to, to create a following or to be able to attract business or anything like that. So that's what made the difference for me. Just talking about my own experiences staying true to my voice is something I had to learn over time is like literally as I write, I I write like I talk. And before coming from 
a very bureaucratic background. The mm-hmm. way we write <laughs> is not the same way I would I write now on on LinkedIn, right? I, so relearning how to write for social media mm-hmm. and for LinkedIn and using my authentic voice and being okay with that and saying things like I would say them now. You know, sometimes I'll mm. just speak as I, I I I speak when I'm talking to a person and people relate to that a lot more than you know pulling up some statistic of this is okay. how the job market is going in okay. right. you know so there's, so, a, there's a there's, there's a lot of storytelling in, in what you what you do and how you write yeah. and and I can I can see that uh, I mean one of the things I look at you know in three in in, in on LinkedIn and uh, there might be more but there are three things that I've I've observed that you know will position you and get that attention on LinkedIn is either if your you, if your story is inspiring right if it's inspiring if it inspires people if it inspires hope. Um, if it's empowering, so which means that there are lessons, you know, there are tools, there are tips that people can take from what you're saying or writing and apply to their lives. And number three, if it's entertaining, right? Okay. So, I, I mean, I might not be, the, the, I mean, like you said, I'm not the entertaining one. So if you look at my picture, sometimes they're always like, I'm, I'm too serious. <laughs> but if you, I think when you blend these three, Mm. These three components in in the th- in how you show up online definitely you're gonna get people's attention. And by the way, um, if you want to, uh, Lisa has a, a YouTube channel. I know she posted recently a LinkedIn, um, a LinkedIn um, 101, a LinkedIn almost yeah. like a crash course. I, I watched the video and uh, so go to a LinkedIn pro- um, uh, a YouTube channel, subscribe and also watch that video. It's gonna be very helpful if you want to grow your LinkedIn um, following, but also your LinkedIn influence as well. Right. Um, okay, Lisa, I would not uh, ask you any further questions, but I'm going to wrap up. We have for our guests, we give, we have this three questions that we ask um, as a surprise um, to kind of, um, it's around personal development. So number one question is, what is the best advice you have received since you, since you started your coaching business? What is the best advice you've received mm-hmm. in one word? In one word. Okay. Or, or one statement. Maybe not say yeah. one word. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say it in a in a quote. There's a quote that I really like. I, I believe it's by Helen Hayes, and it says that the expert at anything was once a beginner. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about you knowing that if you're going to get to that level where you're an expert, you need to start. You need to start somewhere. Right. And so taking imperfect action is is what it's all about you know i'm part of a a coaching group now and the coach tells us all of the time take imperfect action and that's what you do until you learn and then you add another thing to it so so that's what i would say awesome awesome that's that's a beautiful advice i mean this podcast i started it from i mean i i did not i mean there was no training on podcasting i just one day I just say, you know what? It's time to put a voice to my writing, <laughs> and we launched. I mean, <laughs> now I have some fancy microphone, uh, but then it was just my, you know, the microphone for my laptop. So yes, imperfection, um, being authentic, you know, and uh, just prioritizing um, progress um, instead of perfection is the way to go, for sure. Exactly. Second question: What would what is the worst advice? I think I've, you've mentioned something like that. <laughs> but what's the worst advice? you've received in your career, Johnny, so far? Yeah, the worst advice I would say is um, people who try to limit you based on their own insecurities. And I've come across Mm. that quite a bit. And sometimes people just judge you maybe based on some interactions that they've had with you, but they don't really know what is inside and what you can actually do. And so sometimes also they do see it and because they are trying to slow you down in your process, they will um, give you advice that may be inconsistent with where you want to go. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, not letting other people's in- uh, insecurities or their view of things stop you from achieving what you want to do. Awesome. Great. The last question. Um, what is the one book you have read that has impacted your business, um, your personal development and your growth? Yeah, I have it <laughs> right there. I always keep it very close to me. Okay. 
What's, what book is that? Let me see if I've read that. Quiet. Quiet. The Power of mm. Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. Most mm. introverts have read this book. But I haven't a... read it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you haven't read Quiet? Oh, no, really? This is what it looks like. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a good That's a good recommendation. Quiet. Yes. And I like the title. Yeah. But the, does it speak to how, using quiet as a strategy or how does that work? What's the, what's the, what's the thesis to the book? I really like it because it's research-based and it, mm. it really focuses on understanding at a deeper level what it is and a scientific level also what mm. it is to be an introvert. But then she also talks about being an introvert in different contexts. So she talks about the cultural aspect of being an introvert and how some cultures are more prone to being introverts than others. And I really like that chapter um, where she she talks about that. She talks about how it's impacted. It's like being an introvert and in the workplace and how the workplace is generally based on the extrovert ideal. And, mm. you know, she talks about how even public speaking and all these things that are seen as the, the top skills, if you want, as a uh, to have when you're trying to position yourself to to be in your career, which aren't things that come naturally to an introvert and how to right. balance that. So it's, right. it goes through like different aspects of life and how mm. it, 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 it helps uh, how you interact as an introvert. And I think for me, what just helped me is just really understand who I am and how, you know, a lot of times, sometimes I would think maybe there's something wrong with me. Like, why don't I want to do these things? Like, I, I don't want to, you know, go to this lunch or this whatever networking right. event. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know? Just, yeah. mm. Mm. you know, like actually... people get excited about those things. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to do my work and go home. We, do we really have to and that's And that's okay. I mean, that should be okay, you know, because sometimes, you know, uh, it's 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 perceived that you know if you're not you know um going uh, going with that flow it's it, then there's something wrong with you like exactly. some, you know and i mean that's that's a that's a different uh that shouldn't be the narrative we should be um you know um, accepting or passing across because people are different right and everyone should be comfortable in their own space and i mean there's a place for being ad adaptable and flexible and all of that but you know people should be themselves right yeah okay definitely. yeah this is the book you should pick up i i would highly recommend it <laughs> awesome i will definitely pick that up okay <laughs> all right so i want to throw this to you so i know i have um audience in different part of the world i mean the recent country i saw was saint lucia i haven't heard of saint lucia wow. before That's and i was amazing. like okay who's in saint lucia listen to this podcast okay so <laughs> for the for for audience across the world who are listening what is the best? Um, I know you're on LinkedIn. So Lisa Appiah on LinkedIn, you can search her and follow her. But what is what is going on? We apply that you want to share with my audience that they can benefit from. Is there a program going on? Is there a course you go you you're you're launching or you're that's ongoing that that people can benefit from? Do you have anything like that going on? Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing a career confidence challenge in a couple of weeks. It's going to launch in August. So that's something that you can definitely look forward to a two day challenge where we're going to really be working on how to position yourself and to articulate your skills to earn more. And so that will be something that I have coming up in August. And okay. uh, there's always- Is that online? It's, it's a, yeah, it's an online challenge that's gonna happen. Okay. And yeah, okay. there's always something going on. I just launched my YouTube channel two weeks ago and I'm really excited about yeah. that. And, I just, I went to, yeah, that's, that's a good one to follow. <laughs> Please follow her, um, subscribe to the channel and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that challenge, I wanted to just, you know, so it's going to be an online program, yeah. two days mm -hmm. and for how many hours per day? 
How's that going to yeah, run? It's going to be 90 minutes per day. And okay. uh, so people will register and then we'll be able to uh, be live. It's it's not like pre-recorded and you watch it. It's a live challenge where I'm going to be teaching. There's going to be interactive activities that we'll be doing, but also people get the opportunity to ask their questions mm-hmm. um, as it comes to how to be, build your your confidence in the workplace to make a difference in your career. Okay. So w- if they want to register for that, is that on weapply.ca? Can yeah, the, the link will definitely be on our website. But if you follow me on LinkedIn or on, on my newsletter, which you can find on my website as well, uh, the information is going to be coming out soon on that. Okay, great work you're doing. By the way, um, I looked I looked to your website. I was like, oh my goodness, you're doing awesome things. Who who? Not to put you out there, but how do you manage all of this? You know, the <laughs> the, the work the workload that that comes with coaching and training, but also being able to manage the administrative part of your work. Like there's a lot of admin work that goes into what you do, right? So how do you do that? How do you manage that? Yeah, I delegate a lot (laughs) Hmm. as much as possible. I, I obviously do, you know, especially in the beginning, I did most of the things by myself, but right now I, I have a couple of people that I work with two people that I work with on a consistent basis. And then I also work with some freelancers. So um, that is what has made the difference. And I think also just over time, once you become, once you acquire a skill and you become comfortable with it, it doesn't take you as much time to do it as it did in the beginning. So for example, when I was trying to figure out email marketing, it took me forever to be able to understand this is how you create the landing page and whatever. But okay. now I can do it in like 30 minutes and I'm done. So okay. once hmm. you get comfortable with a skill, it takes you a lot less time to do it. And that's something also, you know, uh, I saw your comments on, on my YouTube video where I was talking about pacing yourself. That's right. what it's all about. At the beginning, it's going to be difficult because you've never mm-hmm. done it you're learning yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yourself that time once you once you get it it's going to be easy and you can produce a lot more awesome that's 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 great okay um thank you so much lisa for being on the show um today um i know that you know it's 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 something that i definitely want to have you again and (laughs) on the show because i know there's a lot to say um, but uh, in the short time that we have, um, thank you for being a part of this um, podcast and being a, uh, uh, of, a, let me use the word blessing, because there are people who are good. I mean, I've gotten feedback from my podcast that tells me that all that we're doing is making an impact in the lives of people. So thank you for um, answering answering the call. I hope that when next we give, <laughs> we call you again, your busy schedule that you would. Uh, <laughs> of course. You would, thank you for the invitation. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so that's it for today's episode on Grow This Personal Podcast. Um, please make sure you like this episode, share the link to with your friends so that they can also listen. And be sure to follow Lisa. Lisa is on LinkedIn, Lisa Appier. And also she has a YouTube channel she just launched. Go subscribe to her YouTube channel as well. And, you know, check her website. There are a lot of programs that she has going on. Um, till I come your way in the next episode, remember the growth it's personal. Your growth is personal. No one is going to do your growing for you. You are responsible for your growth. Until I come your way next time, have a beautiful day and bye for now.